Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hey there, Mike Williams with Genesis, and welcome back to our podcast. Today's episode is called The Valley of Death. (laughs) Uh, Look, um, hey, we're at the end of uh, the first month of 2016. Uh, The markets closed out the month in a race to soak up some of the red ink spilled throughout the month. A good deal of it looked like short covering as volume was not as high as one might like to see, so I wouldn't be at all surprised to see February kick in with a little bit more of a washout. The best performers uh, were the ones that have been clocked all month, as you might guess. Be that as it may, the focus is too close, even as the churn is gut-wrenching at times. We need to learn the lesson at hand, though it feels like the valley of death. It has been historically more productive to view it as a planting season, if you will. Planting seeds that will be permitted to grow over time. Often, for those of us that need to build wealth over a long period of time, that's a 10 or 20 year period. Look back in time for as far as you can see, and you'll find that all periods like this are lower than the next highs reached even when it felt the very worst. Think about it for a second. I want to take you back in time a little bit. October 19, 1987. Anybody my age in your 50s will remember that day as one of the worst days in the market ever. Certainly in our lifetimes, the Dow lost 22% in six hours for reasons the masses still cannot agree upon. So it's useful to remember that 22% down issue. Ask yourself this, is it best to think of it as a terrible day, or is it best to think of it as this? The Dow ended that day at 1,722. So from today's perspective as a long-term investor, we didn't know what the future would look like on October 19, 1987, right? All we knew is how bad it was because something terrible had just happened. But, indeed, the Dow was 1,722. So which viewpoint is better as an investor? Bet the ranch or run for the hills? Remember, it's all about our emotions. Likewise, the Great Depression, for example, crushed the country. Businesses, Many, many lives, massive numbers, never really got over it. But if they had, would it have been productive to realize the Dow was two digits long at its depths? The Dow was 45. (laughs) Think about that. So was it better to think the end of the world had arrived, or was it better to think, The Dow is 45. Another example, the early 90s. Don't know if many remember it, but we had massive real estate losses. Commercial real estate was the loser then. 
City after city was overloaded with what we called see-through office buildings. There were no tenants. You just literally saw right through them. They were beautiful. Hundreds of millions of dollars, but empty. The Fed closed thousands of banks and SNLs. We, nobody remembers this. <laughs> we, we are terrified if one closes today, but we lost thousands in the first two years of the 90s. The RTC, the Resolution Trust Corporation, had to be created by the government to clean up the mess and liquidate all the assets on multiple balance sheets of banks. They couldn't liquidate. You couldn't sell. You couldn't give away real estate. The Dow then stood at about 15% of its current level. Even as we deal with the current correction, 15% of where we are now, seven times higher than where we were then, even after all the terrible things we're afraid of. Look, history repeats itself. We can find any number of arguments about whether things repeat in our economic cycles or in markets for that matter. I think that's another possibly incorrect way to focus on it, though. The better focus is this. Markets are people, and people have acted basically the same since time began. So if you want to wonder whether markets repeat, that's the wrong focus. People act the same. Markets are simply the readout of how people feel. Our emotions, our fight-or-flight syndrome, is sown deeply into our DNA. It is what our, it, it's, it's what kept our ancestors alive at times, or else the tiger actually ate them. We must eventually find our ability as investors to separate emotional issues from real economic understandings. In the end, a proper financial plan, an understanding of the demographic map, as simple as it sounds, will erase a good portion of the reason for fear in the first place. Why? Well, listen, almost every time I speak with a client, I don't care if they have a billion dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, almost every time, if they mention fear or that they're afraid of something or they're uncomfortable, I find that their assets are at risk in areas where they likely should not be. And once we remedy the balance of those assets, their fear actually dissipates. Do you have goals that are required to be met in the next six months to two years? Well, look, if so, that capital is managed in an entirely different manner in a well-thought-out plan than a goal or need, say, 10 or 15 or 20 years down the road. Let me summarize this, and I'll prepare you. This isn't a fun and rosy comment. It demands work. The very best way to build wealth over time in the markets is slowly. Think of that. Slowly. I know, that sucks. But alas, it is reality. It's the reality that makes times like we are living through right now even more antsy for too many investors, large and small. Times when we see nothing happening or we're covering long periods where we are going nowhere tend to be misunderstood. 
I've called them lunch stops before. They're periods of rest. All economies require them. All financial structures require them. Too many mistake those periods as falling behind. That would be incorrect. History tells us that right when we are sure we should change everything, the markets start surprising the crowd in the other direction, catching up to where they left off eventually. Over time, it's obvious. Living through that time, it's not. Living the times like this is where the errors begin. Impatience leads to selling when it's frustrating. Greed leads to buying only when it feels better. We tend to think too short-term with problems. We tend to swing for the fences to catch up. Instead of staying focused on boring singles, we tend to think about day trading, hot tips, or something we hear on a 12-second soundbite on some financial channel or website. In the end, our errors are found when we do all the stuff except the hard part. Let the time go by. Understanding that wealth is built slowly with the good and the bad. Remember, in order to get long-term returns, you have to be a long-term investor. Compounding through the ups and downs is where wealth is built. Unfortunately, most of us go through a cycle that sounds something like this. When markets have rallied, we get greedy and we buy after they rallied. When markets sell off, we get afraid and we sell after they're lower. If you repeat that process long enough, you will go broke. Period. Listen. We need to understand the bottom line. Years from now, years from now, 5, 10, 15, think about what has changed in the last 5, 10, and 15 year periods. Think of where we were 15 years ago. Think of what never even existed. Something comes to mind, an app. Six years ago, they didn't exist. Nobody even knew what the heck an app was. They didn't even have the, the word app created. And you know what? In the latest quarter at Apple, they have an annualized run rate of $27 billion in App Store sales. Think about that. That is stunning. But think of all the other things that have changed from 15 years ago. And then think about this. 15 years from now, we will look back on all the fears we feel today all the fears that we let the media induce us to carry for last year, 2016, maybe even part of next year. And here's what we will do. We will laugh at ourselves for fearing cheap oil. We will chuckle at the thought that we actually felt $2 gas was bad for us. And most important of all, we will deeply regret the cheap prices seen across the board right now for good companies that would benefit long-term investors by building 
their wealth slowly. So I hope you've enjoyed these thoughts. I hope they've been helpful. Until our next podcast, thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next one. May your journey be grand and your legacy significant. Have a great day.